the city of 100 Hellos, Brooks, Alberta, Canada. This is the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. Village Podcast. My name is Hanan and today we are back with part two with Officer Josh where he's going to tell us a bit about traffic laws. So could you tell us a little bit about traffic policing? Now on my journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> as I hit the table in enthusiasm, <laughs> I have currently found myself, I'm the, I've been seconded, which means I'm, I'm being borrowed mm-hmm. at this point in time, <laughs> to the Alberta Traffic Services okay. section and more specifically the unit commander for the Brooks and Redcliffe traffic unit because there's mm-hmm. two different offices and it's overseen by a sergeant in Redcliffe and I'm filling into that position right now. And I have to tell you, I did not think I would enjoy it as much mm-hmm. and I have nothing but good things to say. Like it has oh, been so great. much fun being out there and actually seeing what traffic services in Alberta or mm-hmm. specifically K division with the RCMP, we're not just writing tickets and that's important, right? Cause we can't, I mean, there is a time and a place, like I say, for everything for enforcement, mm-hmm. but we also need to be doing community education, community engagement. And we also need to make sure that the enforcement we are doing is intelligence led, right? Because one of the priorities and goals I should say for Alberta traffic services is to get our fatalities in collisions down to five and 100,000, right? And with that is, as we know from studying all of the different fatalities is that there's, there's overlapping factors, mm-hmm. right? Two of which, you know, speed and impaired driving. Mm-hmm. Each of those on its own can have bad consequences, but you put those two together, it's a recipe for disaster, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't matter what time of day, where you are, we need to make sure the roads are safe. And we do have pretty cool tools available to us. And and we do things like now mandatory alcohol screening, Mm -hmm. which is the handheld breathalyzer as everyone sees it, right? So Mm -hmm. it's an approved screening device. So when we pull you over, like I'd walk up, say, hey, man, uh, Josh with the Brooks RCMP, or I guess Redcliffe traffic, Mm -hmm. I pulled you over for speeding, right? You're doing 140 and the speed limit's 110. But before we deal with that, we have to do mandatory alcohol screening. I'd explain it. If you've done one of these before, you'd say yes or no. I'd say, okay, well, this is a mandatory alcohol screening, you are required to provide a sample of your breath. Mm-hmm. Take the straw out of the package, put it on, give you instructions and get you to blow into the machine for it's about five, six seconds. Mm-hmm. It'll hear, you'll hear a click, I'll tell you to stop. And then hopefully it comes up with a zero. Now what we've learned, well, we have this amazing tool of mandatory alcohol screening is there's not a specific time or day that people are always driving impaired. And mm-hmm. we're able to find these impaired drivers in all different times of the day in all different areas, right? And it's been a wonderful tool for that Mm -hmm. to try and and remove these impaired drivers from the roadway. And it's eye-opening, I should say, because just last week, I'm driving on Highway 36 Mm -hmm. and this pickup truck coming down is doing 131. Okay, that's pretty fast. That's Mm -hmm. 31 over. And so pull the vehicle over get behind it, walk up there, do the mantra alcohol screening and they blow a caution. We can discuss the limits in Mm -hmm. a little bit here, but you know, again, it's speeding and impaired driving. Uh And he's driving a pickup, which is a bigger vehicle on the road, right? It's not as big as a semi, but it's a Mm -hmm. bigger vehicle. So the possibility or the potential for, you know, a fatality or a collision Mm -hmm. are pretty substantial when you add in those other factors of the impaired driving, Uh right? And it's a worthwhile tool, I would say. And Mm -hmm. we are seeing really good success with it. And one of the things that we had did when we developed our 2023 patrol plan was keeping in mind, you know, the overlapping factors. I want to make sure people aren't driving distracted as well Mm -hmm. and occupant restraints. So those are kind of like the four big ones that we have is um, cell phones. A lot of us have a hard enough time walking and texting at the Mm -hmm. same time, let alone driving like a, you know, a 1,400 pound vehicle plus down the highway or on a street being distracted. Your reaction time is Mm -hmm. grossly impaired. 
impaired, which yeah, means it makes true. it slower mm-hmm. for you to react when you're not paying attention, right? Because our brains are only capable of doing so many things at, at once, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whether we're task switching or multitasking, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it's hard to pay attention to one thing and do something mm-hmm. else, right? Especially when you need to have full attention on your driving. So we keep in mind we want to get distracted driving down. We want people to be wearing our seatbelts. Mm-hmm. And I know people out there here say, well, Josh, I know a friend of mine that got in a car accident and if he was wearing a seatbelt, it would have killed him. And you're right, that may have happened. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, a seatbelt is going to save you. Yeah. Right? Because if you get ejected from a, a collision, it, you're in for a world of hurt for sure, mm-hmm. right? If you do if you do survive. And we have the speed and the impaired driving, mm-hmm. right? So I reached out to all of the different detachment commanders. So in my current position right now in traffic, we support the Brooks Detachment, Redcliffe, Oyen, Hannah, we make it to Drumheller once a month, mm-hmm. Gleeson and Siksika, Tabor and Bull Island and Vauxhall mm-hmm. area. So like, that's a lot of different yeah, places. So we reach out and we say, what are the hotspots you guys are seeing? Mm-hmm. Where do you have a lot of your traffic enforcement complaints or traffic safety complaints? Use the highways, roll the road. Where are people dying in collisions? Mm-hmm. And what type of events do you guys have coming up this year? Whether mm-hmm. that's for rodeos, music festivals, fall fairs, whatever you want to yeah. call it. What are the big things that your communities are doing? Because we want to be there to support you. Mm-hmm. So with that, we're able to develop, like I, one of my commanders is like, you know, we're having a really hard time with impaired driving mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoons. Okay, okay, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. Now, where are the areas are people speeding, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of times we're going to find those overlaps. And that way we're able to gear our patrols towards some of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And be in these areas when things are happening and, and more specifically know where to go. Because if we don't have a direction, we're kind of just driving around. Yeah. And that's not what we want. We want to have intelligence-led, purposeful patrols mm-hmm. to get out there and keep people safe. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. I know yeah. people will be like, well, Josh, you guys are just getting money from it. Well, we don't personally get it. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is a financial part for the province or mm-hmm. the community that we're writing tickets in. But it's also to try and curb driving behavior. Because I think mm-hmm. one of the stats that I read is getting a ticket from an actual police officer will change someone's driving behavior for about four to six months, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that's what we want when people thinking like, oh, I got a ticket here. I should probably slow down or I didn't stop at this stop sign. I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure I stop at the mall, mm-hmm. right? Or, yeah. you know, on my phone shouldn't be because mm-hmm. we also have demerits that come with it. Yeah. Right. And I mean, we look at things like more closer to home. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of class seven drivers yeah. in Brooks. It's, yeah, that's true. Right. And that just goes part and parcel with people coming from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be different than here. Yeah, there's totally different, especially like if you're driving and you know you're not doing the right thing, you just carry money with you and then... If they stop you, first of all, the difference is you have to go to them when they stop you, the traffic police. And then they ask for your license. That means that license has to have some bills in it. And then they just check. They take the bill and then you're good. Just continue going. Okay. Yeah. So that's, it's totally different from here. All right. So I'm going to unpack a little bit of that. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for laying that story out for me. That works really good. Okay. In Canada, Mm -hmm. you don't give any money on a traffic stop. That Mm -hmm. stays with you. That's your hard-earned cash. Yeah. And that's another, that should be another incentive to follow the rules of the road is, is you worked hard for that money. Yeah. Don't give it away because you wanted to speed and get somewhere quicker, <laughs> yeah. right? Or you didn't stop at a red light or mm-hmm. on your cell phone or not wearing your seatbelt. All of those yeah. cost money. So you do not give us anything. Mm-hmm. As a police officer, you don't pay us in cash ever, especially okay. on a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if we pull you over, you need to stay in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's the safest place for you. Okay. That's the safest place for everybody. Now, we have our vehicle. It's got all the lights on it. You can mm-hmm. see us on the highway, right? <laughs> if it's nighttime, we're right. gl- glowing like a Christmas tree. 
That's safe. People slow down when they see the lights. You have to actually slow down and take another lane or slow down to 60. So we know right there that we have people that are going to be pulling out and going around us. Right? And we have that safety pocket between my vehicle and your vehicle. Plus, we live in Canada. Mm-hmm. If we look out this window right here, I see a lot of snow. Yeah, and, and under- ice. <laughs> and underneath that snow, like you said, yeah, that's ice. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you getting out and walking and you're going to fall. You could hurt yourself. I don't want you to fall in the traffic. I don't want you to just get so upset that you make a terrible decision, whether you know you're going to fight someone or run into traffic, whatever it might be. The safest place for you is in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come up and we're going to explain why we stopped you, right? Like we said before, like, and then, you know, the reason I stopped you is you didn't stop at that stop sign back there. You just came up and you just turned right, right away. And then you'll, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. You can just say, you know, you can acknowledge it. You can hand, and we'll say, you know, license, registration, proof of insurance, because that's something you need to have, right? And that's another part of what we could talk about. You need to buy that insurance and you need to keep paying for it. Mm -hmm. You can't just, unless you pay the whole thing for the year, but you can't just sign up for your insurance and then cancel it. And again, that's something that I learned coming here, depending on where you're from. People have a hard time grasping the concept of paying for something that you never see. And that's insurance. Mm Because insurance, you don't need it until you need it. Yeah, right. exactly. (laughs) And you want to have it Mm -hmm. when you need it, right? Mm -hmm. And so another big thing about that is a no insurance ticket in Alberta, the fines just increased. It's $3,000. Wow. And if you can't pay $3,000, which I wouldn't be able to pay right now, it's an insane (laughs) amount of money, astronomical amount of money. Mm -hmm. It's 45 days in jail. 45 days 45 days wow yeah which is very very big consequence <laughs> yeah. for not paying right uh and it's something that can be avoided mm-hmm. right it's there's certain things that you know driving is a privilege mm-hmm. in, in uh, canada the province of alberta that you do have to you know you have to have your vehicle registered you have to be properly licensed mm-hmm. right and you have to have insurance and sober is the best part too right we want you to be driving <laughs> not impaired yeah but when we look back at that class seven you know if i pull you over and you're driving class seven that's a 324 dollars ticket mm-hmm. and you know that's a lot of money yeah so if you're driving class seven on your way to work you're working for free mostly that mm-hmm. day to pay that off and we do understand and we are empathetic to the fact that yes you have to get to work mm-hmm. but for a lot of Newcomers that have different jobs, we have taxis, mm-hmm. right? If you work at JBS, there is a bus that goes out there. Okay. Uh, I sh- before, I mean, I don't know how much that costs to take, right? But yeah, <laughs> whether Or you can carpool, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you're going to a plant where there's going to be like 2,000 other people working. Yeah. You're probably going to know someone to get out mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, that's true. And if you have a Class 7 license, you usually have that for a reason. Yes, we have people that can be better drivers than others, mm-hmm. but we need experience and time to get that experience in driving here mm-hmm. for different reasons, right? Like you said, rules of the road are completely different. Yeah, right? exactly. Back Even home. back in Kenya, we drive on the left and here we drive on the right. Yeah, so just that alone. Yeah. Like, could you imagine somebody just coming and going on the highway and going the wrong way, right? Like Very that way, or even on any, you know, any street, yeah. you know, second street, as we look over here, it's extremely busy. Mm-hmm. And if we have people driving on the wrong side of the road, that's yeah. going to cause a lot of problems. And we're going to hear about that real quick because we do get those phone calls all the time of, Mm -hmm. you know, people driving the wrong side of the highway. You know, we have those rules of the road. And then we also have our driving conditions, Mm -hmm. right? Like we live in Canada. We talked about it. What do we see outside? We see lots of snow. Yeah. Driving in snow is drastically different than driving on pavement. Mm-hmm. when the weather's completely ideal it's sun shining mm-hmm. and you know then there's even times where like today the sun is shining it's in southern alberta we always have blue skies <laughs> it can be really cold yeah but we have blue skies sun shining well that's going to start to melt the snow mm-hmm. right 
And what's going to happen when the sun goes down? That's going to freeze. Yeah. Right. So it's just learning these little these little nuances from wherever you are, and this that time driving, right? And and maybe the speeds are higher here yeah. or slower. There could be more vehicles than you're used to if you're used to driving in a very rural setting, like out in the countryside. Mm-hmm. In Africa, that's going to look a lot different than an urban setting in Canada than yeah. driving in Calgary or yeah. on the Deerfoot, mm-hmm. right? So it's that time in the driver's seat. It's so yeah. important, and you have to have that license class five Mm -hmm. and it should be a non-restricted non-gdl class five driver's license to to supervise you Mm -hmm. right not just out there with another friend right two class sevens don't make a 14 that's better (laughs) than a five right (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah right and you need to be sober Mm -hmm. too Right. And I guess now is the best time to talk about that too, or as good a time as ever is with a class seven Mm -hmm. or class five GDL, it is a zero tolerance for blood alcohol concentration. That means you can't even have a drink and then drive. I know with your class five unrestricted, you could have maybe one, two, depending on your body's composition and experience drinking. I know we don't recommend it, Mm -hmm. right? It's always best to drive completely sober, uh, but you were able to have some blood alcohol in you Mm -hmm. and the tough part too and that is you know what affects people motorists and brooks is you might have someone who's 48 years old just came to canada Mm -hmm. they got their driver's license at class seven they're well within the right to have an alcoholic drink if they wanted to Mm -hmm. but they can't get behind the wheel after having that because if we find that we pull you over and we find through the mandatory alcohol screen that there is alcohol concentration in your blood vehicle seized for seven but your license is suspended for 30 days and then if it's your second time it's it's more and then if you get caught driving suspended then your vehicle seized for 30 days and these things can add up right all from just poor decision making Mm -hmm. and we carry on that graduated driver's licensing system and if you have your class 5 gdl it's the exact same Mm-hmm. Right. So again, we have people that have been drinking for many, many years, yeah. decades even of their life, and they come here and do something that they would normally do, but because they're class seven or class five GDL, there's some pretty serious consequences mm-hmm. that can come with that and worthy consequences, right? Like yeah. we don't want people driving with blood alcohol concentration, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's in the caution range or in the impaired range. So if you are a full class five mm-hmm. and you do have a couple of drinks and you blow what would come up as a caution, Mm-hmm. So remember, with a class 7 or a GDL, just a number, mm-hmm. just a number that comes up. So from 1 to 50, that could be a 30-day license suspension and a 7-day mm-hmm. vehicle seizure. And if you blow a caution or a fail, it's mm-hmm. all the same with, with your novice, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you get different sections on the, the forms that we send you. But if you're a fully licensed driver and you blow a caution, which means you have between 50 and 80 milligrams percent of your blood mm-hmm. alcohol concentration. So 0.05, 0.08. You would get a 3-day suspension, 3-day vehicle seizure. And when we say seizure, that means we take your car we take your truck you don't get it back until those three days are over and then we take your license and Mm -hmm. you don't get that back till those three days over you have to come to the police station and get it you have to go to the tow impound lot and pay to get your vehicle out and that's going to be expensive yeah especially if it's seized for like 30 days if you get caught driving suspended so you have that Mm -hmm. aspect and then if it's your second offense it's you know seven day suspension seven day seizure and so on and so forth now if you blow which comes across back to us as a fail if it Mm -hmm. says a fail that that deems that you are impaired. Mm-hmm. You have uh, 0.08 milligrams percent or higher mm-hmm. in your blood alcohol concentration. You are not to be driving at all. And then that's where you would get a you know 30-day license suspension followed with mm-hmm. by a year of interlock, which is a blow box. You'd have to blow your breath every time before you start your vehicle. And then through different time frames throughout that for mm-hmm. a year. Wow. Right? And your vehicle again gets seized and you have to get that out and you have to pay for those impound fees. And then it could just snowball from there because if you get caught driving while you're suspended, 
Yeah. Well, then, like you said, that's a 30-day vehicle seizure. You have to go to go to court now. It's a mandatory court date for mm-hmm. drive well unauthorized, and it's not it's not cheap. It's yeah. going to get more expensive, and then imagine having to pay a tow fee of like you know mm-hmm. 30, 40, 20, whatever it is. Even if mm-hmm. it's ten dollars a day for a 30-day month, that's three hundred dollars. Yeah. Plus the original tow to get there, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at like probably $500 wow. at the end of the day just for that. That's on the very, very low end, mm-hmm. right? But it shouldn't just be the money aspect yeah. of it, right? That should be deterring mm-hmm. people. It should just be that that safety part. Safety, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny as I talk, I'm like, hey, we should actually talk about this, right? <laughs> it is yeah. very important, especially if you're going to be moving around lots, right? Because mm-hmm. we do have people that move. Uh, they're not transient, yeah. but they move from home to home to home. Mm-hmm. You need to update your driver's license because the government can be sending you very important things regarding like your yeah. driver's license or your bank can send you stuff about your banking mm-hmm. <laughs> purposes yeah. or whatever. And these are things that you might need to see. Like just mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, I pulled over a gentleman. I ran the license plate and mm-hmm. it came back that he was suspended. And I pulled one up there. I said, hey, the only reason I got you pulled over here is I ran the license plate, came back as suspended. Mm-hmm. And this guy said, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to put insurance on my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Now we have another issue, mm-hmm. right? And when we call, and we do, we will follow up with uh, insurance companies, especially if someone says something like that. Now I'm yeah. going to call the insurance company. I'm going to find out the, you know, they reluctantly had to be like, no, this the vehicle's not insured. I'm like, oh no, like this day just wow. went from bad to worse because mm-hmm. now his vehicle seized for 30 days. Mm-hmm. He's getting a drivable and authorized ticket, which is a automatic court date. Mm-hmm. And he's getting a ticket for driving with no insurance, which is an automatic wow. court date. And we already remember is a $3,000 fine. And I'm not saying that all of this could have been prevented if he updated his address because the driver's license he gave me, Mm-hmm. It had a different address on it. Okay. And I know him personally. I know he has not lived there mm-hmm. in a long time. I know he's been living here for almost a year, really, in his new spot. And that's why you have that that fixed amount of time mm-hmm. to change your driver's license over. Yeah. Now, because he still had his driver's license on him, which makes me believe that he just his license was suspended from demerits, mm-hmm. which means they'd sent him a notification in the mail okay. that he's suspended and shouldn't be driving. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he didn't get that. Yeah. Because his driver's license was an old address. So if he would have had that, he probably wouldn't have been driving. Mm-hmm. Doesn't excuse it. He needs to update his driver's license. He needs to know that when he's getting all these tickets, there's going to be demerits and there could be suspensions from it, right? Yeah. But if he had that information, he might not have driven, right? And that's why it is important to, you know, it seems silly to always update yeah. your driver's license. Plus it costs money. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay another $90 mm-hmm. or 40 or 50 whatever it is to replace or update your driver's license, but we got to do it. It could prevent more things than the $90. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Because I know if I got all of those tickets, that would financially, yeah. you know the joke, I'll never financially recover from this. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that might true. be it right there, right? Mm-hmm. So for the last question, what's your favorite song? You know what? I am going to have to go with, I don't know if this would be jumping on a bandwagon right now, but the song that plays a lot in my house through kitchen dance parties with mm-hmm. my wife, who I absolutely <laughs> adore. She's phenomenal. Same with my daughter. Oh, she's extremely great. beautiful. She's four. Is Sia's Unstoppable. And yeah. when, I, when I stand back and I watch my four-year-old yeah. stand up on the counter <laughs> and just proudly sing Unstoppable, oh, that wow. right there can, uh, I feel like I could walk on a cloud yeah. at that point, right? <laughs> I great. feel like I'm walking on water. So I'm going to go with that one. That's great. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for part three. This has been the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. For more information, go to globalvillagecenter.ca. takes to fool this down I'll do it till the sun goes down
Feel 